Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello, welcome to the VGN podcast. My name is Will and I'm joined by Rodney. What's up, VGN crowd? And our guest we had last week, Cole. Still here. Hello, hello. Today's podcast is a follow-up of our top 10 video we released on Thursday. We discuss in more detail our picks for top games of 2017. Coming up now on VGN. All right, first up, we're going to talk about Divinity Original Sin 2. Um, myself and Rodney, we've only uh, played this game a little bit at PAX, the demo. Uh, Cole, what are your thoughts? Uh, I'm working my way through Divinity right now, and I love it. I'm a big D&D player. I play Pathfinder, so a friend of mine that I played with is like, oh, you got to check out Divinity because they have a mode where you can create your own RPG, essentially, in their world so that's the reason why i checked out this game and the mmo or the the rpg maker's not quite ready yet so i just was like i might as well play the game and i love it this is a fantastic rpg i played the first one a little bit couldn't really get into it but the second one i'm i'm loving it the best part about it is like the co-op you can play up with up to four people and i'm married so my wife and i we like to play games together and this is a great co-op game actually i was seeing that um uh a lot of the people who do play it are couples so if you're looking to play a game you should check it out uh one thing i love about this game is how connected everything is like when you're playing an rpg you have your side missions and your main missions and whatever but the way divinity is is that there's always like a connection between all their side missions. So you'll be doing a mission and be like, okay, I'm going to switch over to this one. And then you find a stuff for your original mm-hmm. mission while doing this one. Like there'd be like a book that helps you unlock a secret from the other one because you did this side quest. The world is very intricate and tight. They didn't leave any, any fat. They trimmed it all. So everything that's in the game is like usable and connected. So I really love how they did that. That's cool. Yeah, we played the PvP briefly, and I'm a super competitive dude, so I was uh, very happy when I beat Will. Yeah, I took you <laughs> up the one time as well. I don't remember this. It oh, didn't oh. happen. <laughs> the game is also really difficult. If you like a challenge, it's it's crazy. There's a, a mode called Tactician Mode, and or I think I'm saying that right. I can't remember, but they program the AI to do things that normal ai wouldn't do so these ai actually try to mess you over like they'll try to get to vantage points or use the environment to mess with you and when they first released it it was so hard they had to dumb it down because the ai would just slaughter people so i'm i've been going through that a lot like it's not it's not easy you got to go into every fight really like making sure you're at the right level you have the right equipment for the fight the right spells so right uh it's really intricate so if you like something intricate and a full world then this is uh this is definitely a game for you cool all right moving on to our number nine pick which was tiny metal um and then those 
for those who don't know what that is, it's basically a spiritual successor to Advance Wars. That's literally what caught my attention at PAX. We were walking through the indie section, and this guy's like, if you like Advance Wars, if you miss playing Advance Wars, if you can't wait for the next Advance Wars, get over here, Tiny Metal. And I'm like, huh? Had a look at that. And uh, yeah, it's it's it plays very similarly to Advance Wars. It's got a couple of different features as well. It, it was a lot of fun to play, absolutely. Yeah, I'm going to agree. Uh, I remember the guy yelling it because by the last day he had no voice and he uh, decided to use a sign. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I haven't played it. I'm just looking up the images and I love the the art style that it's in. Yeah. Like, I, I love the cartoony realism it is. So that's really cool. Oh, it's an amazing game. Very addicting. Uh, simple to play. Yeah. Uh, I was very surprised how easy it is to just jump in and uh, enjoy yourself. What I didn't like... Well, I was into this story like for the first two, two or three missions and then I'm like, I kind of don't care anymore. I just want to fight the enemy team so i just like skip the story but it gives you the option to fast forward through all the dialogue stuff so that's nice that can be really nice sometimes games will be really dialogue heavy oh yeah that game is really dialogue heavy later on you know so oh okay then yeah i mean i'm trying to think what's different between tiny metal and advanced wars there's a different there's different commands so in advanced wars you could just attack right but in this game you can have two units lock on so you can surround them from like the top and the left side and just hit lock on and then you can bring someone else in on the right side and you can attack them and it'll be a focus attack so all three units will attack at the same time mm. rather than so so you can gang up on one member and then there's another option called assault so if you know how in advanced wars when you wanted to capture a building there is a like some you know a rocket unit on it and you're like bud you need to go and then you, and then you doesn't matter how how many times you attack the rocket, you get flanked and and right. Anyways, in this, if there's like an inventory or anything else on the city tile, you can assault. So they attack you first, but you push them off the tile. So you take over the tile instead of like killing them or wasting a turn killing them and then moving in. Right? Is it is a turn based game? It is turn based. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I highly recommend. It's uh, it's an indie game, so. Trying to put a little spotlight on the indie scene. Multi-console, so. though, so it's pretty much available for everyone. I think there's a PS4, PC... And Switch. Switch. Yeah. I don't think there's a Microsoft release. I may be wrong. Mm. Um, I don't remember it at PAX. It was on the ones you just said, but I, I don't know if it is on Xbox or not. It's probably too indie for... Uh, <laughs> for xbox yeah for bill but, gates he's not playing it yeah <laughs> uh this was one game rodney and i visited uh the booth every day at pax four days in a row just to play it yeah it, it's good that's addiction yeah <laughs> and then uh on the release i remember they announced uh that it was going to be delayed and i think we both almost cried yeah it got delayed night. a month and we're like <laughs> <laughs> so okay Next game, the number eight game, Star Wars Battlefront Two. This is more for Will because I I'm all hands off on this. I also I played the first one. I I have my own opinions on the second one, but I'll let Will take it off first. All right, Star Wars Battlefront Two. Now, our a co co host that's not here right now, Mark. He's been playing this with me quite a bit, so maybe this is something we'll touch up on uh, in a future episode. But there's not uh, too many differences between the first Battlefront and the second. It's basically the same game, some new new skins, uh, new maps. Uh, basically, it's all multiplayer. It depends what you want to get out of a Star Wars game. This is um, very, op not open world, but it just gives you different uh, type of PvP options. So you have a 20 versus 20 pretty bigger map uh you've got uh 10 on 10 and then you also have uh your starfighter uh type battle uh, battle battlefront but um overall i've probably put in like at least 100 hours since the release uh mark probably followed me because every time he was on or i was on i guess we called each other and we're like yeah get on <laughs> that's what happens are you gonna talk about any controversy around the game I am going to bring that up. Uh, this is a game that actually started a, a big controversy that's still going on. 
Um, it's something we want to talk about in the future, but it's loot boxes. What are your thoughts on this? I really dislike them. I, uh, um, I saw a video on YouTube, a guy who was just like crapping all over, um, Call of Duty World War II loot boxes. And it was the most perfect video. See, okay. For Call of Duty World War II, I... You don't actually have to pay. You can pay for those loot boxes. Yeah. But you get them through as completing you play. challenges. As you play. Yeah. And I thought, like, that's fine. If you get stuff as you play, I want to get rewards for playing the game. I miss playing, um, like, the original Gears of Wars, or Gears of War 3, and um, even the original Call of Duties, where you would progress, you know, get 100 kills, you unlock this, get 100 kills using this yeah. gun. You know, like, I really enjoy doing that, but now it's... You, you don't get anything unless you you pay for it, which sucks. It just takes away all the Play fun of win. playing it. Yeah. It's... No, I'm all for DLC. If I was just to say uh, buy um, uh, a new gun or an attachment for it, that's fine. But if I'm opening a crate that's totally RNG and you get the same thing over and over again, it's ruining the game. You got another pair of white pants. Yeah. Yeah. That, this video I'm talking about, I, I'll put a link in the description, but um, it's it's perfect. It's <laughs> I uh, I laugh pretty hard. He's like, he's talking about getting grips mm. in the in the loot boxes. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I got a grip. That's exciting. That's cool. Opens another one. He goes, oh, what the F? I got another grip. It looks exactly like the one I got. And like every loot box he opened, he got another grip. It looked exactly the same. He's like, what is like, what is going on? Like this feels like, you know. Yeah, yeah I got a lot of on. grips. Yeah. I got tons of grips <laughs> playing it. But but actually going back to Star Wars Battlefront 2, um, what I wanted from it was basically the original redone remastered like i love the graphics the way the game looks it feels like you're in a star wars game like it's crazy it's so cool when the, the all the dog fights in the air and um even the the way the the shooting the guns like the way it overheats and stuff you don't actually have clips i think that's really cool but th the universe i want i want like the original star wars battlefront you know or the the second one but yeah i i the new movies, I'm not a huge fan of. I like The Force Awakens. I did not like The Last Jedi. There's very few things I liked about it. So I don't really like this universe. I love the the originals. And I even like 1, 2, and 3. The characters more than I do in this one. So I want more of the old stuff. I will agree with you there. Uh, I did not... Uh, well, I wasn't a big fan of Force Awakens. I haven't even watched Last Jedi. Mainly because I was so disappointed. But Rogue One was amazing. I loved Rogue One. That was spot on. Um, but Star Wars Battlefront 2 also offered something different than the first one. It gave us a campaign. I haven't, yeah, I haven't played the campaign. Uh, the campaign was actually very entertaining. It was taking place during, uh, I guess it would say maybe episode th four or five. Mm. Yeah. Somewhere around there. Just when the Emperor uh, gets killed. I I heard a lot of stuff how the campaign was very predictable like I don't, oh, spoilers I don't know if you guys are spoilers but how the character you play as is on the dark side but very early on she switches to the good guys it just doesn't take her long she's like oh no we're actually evil and people were kind of disappointed in that yeah but yeah. isn't that like every game now yeah, I guess that's right. They got to think of something new. Apparently, there was a sideline where you play as uh, Luke and another villain, and they're both stranded on a planet, and they kind of have to work together to get off. Yeah. And people were like, that was a cool kind of storyline. We got to see both sides and, mm -hmm. and stuff. So but something it, more like that. It wasn't just that. The campaign, yes, very predictable. You played the one character following her story. Mm. But as you mentioned, the Luke and uh, I can't remember, his, Del, Del, I think mm. it was Del. Uh, you also got to play, there is a mission with Leia. Oh, cool. Uh, Han, all the characters. You mm. literally got to play them uh, for a campaign mission. It just gave you a bit more insight on who you wanted to play later on in the PvP because it gave you uh, an idea of their controls. Cool, it gives you a feel. Because when you finally unlock that 
hero that you wanted and then you just suck because you have no idea how to use them exactly so that's cool all right uh we should move on here to the next one our number seven pick which was arc oh another uh, another good co-op game i've played a lot of arc uh i was actually talking to a friend of mine and i was like i want a good dinosaur game where you can like hunt and and play with dinosaurs he's like well you gotta gotta check out arc so this is like a massive uh or i'll say the early release lasted for like three years and they finally released the full game and i got the box set it was really nice and fancy and you get set on this massive open world with absolutely nothing the description is you wake up naked on a beach and you have to survive so you make your way up in level and you catch and tame dinosaurs and bigger and better dinosaurs and it's great because this game is all co-op so you can play with a friend i play with my wife again so you can just go and build your base on this beautiful island and surround it with dinosaurs and get pterodons to fly around and t-rexes it's it's like a a entire world of dinosaur conquering so if you get a chance to check out this game it's a lot of fun at first i was kind of hesitant about it and it's got a big difficult curve like it's not an easy game to play especially online the the pvp is relentless like people kill you and take your stuff so if you just got some buddies and you want to play online and just conquer a world it's is a lot of fun to play and there's a lot of maps there they just released their fifth map so there's still building and still adding on to it so it's still a developing game so cool that yeah. sounds fun yeah. i've seen a lot of this game i haven't played it yet i am interested i think rodney is a little bit too so we might look into this in a little bit but what is the dlc you're talking about these maps are we getting like full dlc or is like it full massive huge like the first map that they created was a it's a massive map and filled there was must have been 75 dinosaurs and then they were developing a second map which was a desert map and it's twice the size of the first map and they added a whole new roster of um, desert based dinosaurs which was i think another 30 they added and a fan actually created a mob um um a mod map that was so good that they took it and added it into the full game and they made this map so they have the first two which is called the island and the center and then scorched earth is their desert map and they're working on ragnarok which is the size of basically all three maps put together with all the dinosaurs on it and now they just released an underground map called the um uh oh i can't remember what it's called Ab- aberration and it's got a whole another new roster of like um, underground based dinosaurs. So it's constantly growing and big DLCs that add in new dinosaurs, massive new maps. So it's cool. really worth it. It the DLC was done right, obviously. Like it's yeah. a huge game originally, and then they're like, "Hey, here's another game." Basically, yeah. yeah. I think they just finished their full roster of the original dinosaurs, and then everything new they always add more and more things that's good yeah this has me interested i'll definitely check it out yeah yeah all right moving on number six which was cuphead so one of the hardest games uh there's not much to say other than you'll die a lot well i like how this game is an indie game and it's basically reinvigorated the whole indie scene Mm. Because there's a lot, I mean, there's a lot of games, indie games that get released a year, but they don't get any exposure because there's like four people on the dev team, right? So mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's really hard to, when playing a new game, make you feel like you, you were when you were a kid playing video games. And I think Cuphead did a good job, just like its look, its feel of game style, the platform jumping. I mean, there's tons of platform games that come out now, but the way this one plays, it makes me feel like I'm playing donkey kong country or something you know yeah you're talking like the nostalgia yeah yeah the feel of it i remember like another game i think it came out last last year as well ukulele i didn't play another platformer but it tried too hard to be nostalgic Mm. cuphead didn't have to do that it just felt right it spoke for itself just the way it looked and played yeah and it was smooth too Mm. like everything is hand drawn but it runs super smooth Mm. When looking at the game, I there's so many boss fights 
which is really cool. But I um I love the platforming. So there wasn't quite enough platforming, you know, like the um I, I brought up Donkey Kong again, like uh I wanted more levels like intricately like that. But the boss fights are really amazing. The creativity they brought to all the bosses was super cool. Right. All right, moving on. Now we're in the top five here. Number five for us was Shadow of War. All three of us have played that, so I, I actually bought that before you will. And you're like, you texted me. You're like, what are you doing? And then I sent you a video of me like uh, trying to dominate my cat. It's like submit, <laughs> like holding him by the head, and it's like. Ugh. The only reason you played it before me is because I had mine pre-ordered and I was still at work, so I couldn't pick it up. What do you do? You go home, start downloading. While we were working. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, came home, started downloading it. Went, was like, hey, Will, I need you to do this, this, that. I gave a bunch of extractions, came home, and went and played Shadow War. Yeah. It's a good boss, Rod knows. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, the game was really good. I haven't finished it yet. I'm I'm on Act 3, um, but I I like it. I, I was shooting for a hundred percent. Like I found all the spider memories and and uh, did all the towers and all that kind of stuff. That's also why I haven't completed it. I'm on Act Three as well, and I'm shooting for a hundred percent. So going back and making sure you have everything. It's the same thing for me. Yeah. Too many games just keep coming, and <laughs> yeah. it's now been put kind of on the back burner. But it's definitely I'm going to get that hundred percent completion. Yeah. Well, I mean. The DLC doesn't have me that interested. I just want to finish the game because the end of Act 2 like blew my goddamn mind. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was kind of frustrated waiting for the DLC because I got it and I was like waiting and waiting and waiting for it and I still haven't been able to touch it so I'm going to dive into that. Are you talking the new expansions that uh, have been just released? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, I, I was a little interested at first but I want to know how they're going to play out. Mm. You're, I don't want to do any spoilers here, but I'm just going to say in the DLC, you're not playing as, oh, what's his name? Whatever. The guy that looks like um, Calabrimbor? Yeah. yeah. No, that's not the ghost guy. guy. That's the, the ghost guy. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I liked um, it. Just everything flowed really nice. I like the nemesis system in the game. Um, I just got really frustrated when you like literally lob a guy in half. And then he comes back, he's like, oh, you thought you got rid of me. Oh, he's <laughs> like, no, I did. And then I burnt him the second time. And then he comes back and he's got like a metal face and these like bodies sewn together. And he's like, yeah, oh, I don't die that easy. I'm like, come on. Anyways, I like dominated him and made him my warlord. I was like, yeah, this guy. This is, yeah. <laughs> I think the very first guy to kill me, I wanted revenge on him. So he, he was sucked. He was like, I was I sucked too when I first started. I was level like three, and this guy was level three, and uh, he killed me. So I went back and revenged him, or got revenge on him. And I think he's still alive now. Like I mean, I I'm almost at the end of the game, and I'm still trying to fight this guy. I think I dominated at one point, but the betraying just gets you every time. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh, I got to get rid of a few guys or some shitty guys on the map, and then you kill one and your strongest warlord was like that was my blood brother yeah and then you're like oh come on now i gotta redo all this stuff the blood brother you really had to pay attention to that yeah yeah every battle you went into you had to like check all of his stats is this gonna annoy yeah anybody? like is this guy attached to any of the ones like that are working for me yeah no, the, like, the, the worst is when uh well you get all the information you can but then you encounter a guy that, that you have no information on and you're like oh, i'll just i'll just sneak up and i'll just slit his throat it's gonna be really good and then he like come down from the rooftops and it's like oh vigilant on stealth you're like oh dude yeah <laughs> <laughs> i liked how you could um have a bodyguard that would yeah. come with you if you're in trouble you can call in your bodyguard and then um the people you dominated would just be like chilling out on the map so if you're trying to hunt somebody and your buddy's right close to there you could bring your buddy in and then call your bodyguard in and have like a big battle like you know he would call friends in and you could There'd be like three of your guys, three of their guys in these big fights. I loved yeah. getting into those until one of the guys you were fighting was accidentally the blood brother of another guy who was on your team. And then yeah. everybody betrays each other. And at the end of it, it's just you with six dead orcs. And you're like, <laughs> I was going to mention that. I remember having uh, my bodyguard and I didn't realize he was the blood brother to another guy that was kind of tracking me. He always showed up at the worst situations. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
and I was doing a mission. I dominated the guy, and then this dude shows up. Didn't even want to dominate him. I just wanted to take him get out him, of the, get rid of him. the action, right? And then my bodyguard's standing there, and he just goes nuts. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, Shadow War. I like the um, the siege the sieges as well, like the online mm. sieges. Those are fun. Yeah. And I just felt like a monster. Like, you just walk in and just wreck, like... 150 orcs yeah and then just wreck the warlord you're like oh yeah mm. <laughs> what do you guys think of the online avenge missions i remember i've like avenged rodney a couple times but i'm sure you've avenged me yeah um i can't remember how those work i know they have, how they work in assassin's creed it, like that was brings just you into XP. your friend's world or just a random world right but you can only stay in like that certain perimeter you go too far and it's like disconnecting from server or something. I can't remember. Well, yeah, because mm. I think you enter because each world's unique, I guess. Yeah. Um. Mm. So, yeah, they you go into their world and then kill their dudes. <laughs> mm. So, all right, we should move on here. Number four was Fortnite because mm. Fortnite not even re- like actually technically released yet. It's still in the closed beta, but it's just. It has mi- like millions of of players. Yeah, you know? I can't remember GameSpot or something released the uh, facts last week or something, but I think it was like three million consecutive players at all times. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll be probably talking about Fortnite in a later episode. We're gonna have um, a Fortnite streamer join us, and he's gonna talk about how good he is and how bad I am. Um, but so, yeah, I've seen him play other stuff too. He's just naturally good at everything. He's gifted. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He gets like thirty kills a game in Fortnite. Yeah, it, like, it's crazy. Or I played Call of Duty with him. He would go like fifty and three every match. Every match, he's insane. Well, he used to be pro Call of Duty. I think he still is. Used to is. Yeah, is. I guess. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. See, here's um, my Fortnite experience: jumping out, landing. Oh, there's a chest opening the chest and i someone uh, jumps in behind me grabs the gun from the chest and just kills me yeah yeah when i play with will he always wants to go to like the most secluded cat like cabin in the whole map like yeah. oh yeah there's one chest there and then we like don't see anybody there's like 20 people left and then we get sniped and we have like the like crappiest guns and yeah yeah <laughs> that's hey, we didn't how do it goes. too bad we got second place last week well yeah we were like hiding the whole time we didn't keep, we get one kill. That's true. <laughs> and then he had a minigun and a rocket launcher, and then both the two guys that were left like flanked him hard and just wrecked him. That was retarded though, because I hit him dead on with that rocket. It went like right yeah, through. Yeah, like him. between his legs. And he's like, woo. The guy just like looks at me, boom, boom. Yeah. End game and start game for Fortnite are very different. Like, I mean, you could be great at dropping in and wiping out the whole area around you but when it comes to at the very end building your fort and surviving for the closing in electric field i mean if you're not good at that then that's too bad or vice versa where if you're really good at hiding and camping but you have to survive the beginning mass assault of people yeah so i think that's kind of a cool aspect but i see yeah i seem to be okay at the beginning Mm -hmm. but yeah, at the end, I really struggle because my building skills are awful. Yeah. So I, when I'm in squad mode and I get a pair with the random, I'm really happy when I get paired with someone who can build like yeah. ma- massive structures in no time at all. Just go for those traps. Just get six traps and build yourself a little trap box. Y- yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's one of my problems too because you'll be fighting someone or shooting at him and all of a sudden he'll start building a wall around him. Mm. But I don't do that. I'll try yeah. to shoot them. I always forget I can build myself some protection. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I forget that too. It's a tough because it's different than um, PUBG and Daisy and all yeah, these other. Which I still H1 haven't played. One. You haven't played Daisy or no PUBG? PUBG. I've I wanted to download it, but I just haven't done it yet. Yeah, I'm surprised how much Fortnite's taking off compared to PUBG. But I guess uh, I don't want to say first. Uh, PUBG. PUBG's oh, PUBG been out did, for right. PC release. Oh right, right. Yeah, right. yeah. PUBG's been out for a while, and I think they were kind of not happy with Fortnite for copy pasting their game with just cartoons you know what maybe that's why they took off because they had the early re- access for PUBG, and then that obviously went offline and then fortnite's like hey close beta it's open all the time and yeah. and everyone was just like craving PUBG that they're like yeah. fortnite 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 and then the, like, fortnite just took over yeah I, that's really that's a good 
example for it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I find PUBG or well, I play both, but Fortnite's just a little more easier to jump into yeah. and enjoy with your friends. Yeah. Where I think PUBG's it's the, different. I think the building too is is attractive. Because mm. there's none of that. At, I mean, there's vehicles in PUBG, but there's no building. You can also prone in PUBG. I want to prone so prone so bad you in Fortnite. Pwn, huh? You want to pwn? I want to pwn. <laughs> you so want to pwn while you prone? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've uh, seen uh, some amazing shots. Uh, one of my favorite streamers online, Doctor Disrespect. Oh, he's great. Yeah, I saw him do like a sniper shot that someone, one of the other streamers, is like, "I'll give you two hundred uh, two hundred bucks if you can hit this guy with a headshot." And you couldn't even see the guy. So he had like four shots. The first two missed. Third one, boom. And then it pops up on the screen. Headshot. headshot yeah. And he goes nuts. I did too. Like what just happened? 200 wow. bucks right there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on here. Number three was uh, Mario Odyssey. So Cole, you haven't played this. No, I've, I've watched all the trailers and all the videos, and um, it looks amazing. And even hearing you talk about it, I'm like, oh, I got to get my hands on this. Well, I was at work, and I brought my Switch to work, because why not? And you, yeah, I was playing it, and then you were like, oh, what you do? I'm like, playing Mario. You're like, oh, cool. Oh, I got to work. Hey, bye. <laughs> That's me at work running around. Yeah. Yeah, we did that a lot. Yeah. Closer to the end there. Well, we didn't have much to do that, that week, yeah. so. But, mm. uh yeah yeah <laughs> we just had to find a way to keep the game charging while we were uh playing yeah because the charging things on the bottom oh and then you went... and we wanted to play so we could do the motion controls so when mm. you do the stand like that yeah you can't charge it oh no So we got inventive started yeah. making like little platforms and yeah i got some duct tape oh isn't yeah. it nice but uh mario overall great game yeah it was really good um, I mentioned this to you yesterday. I'll just say it again for the for the sake of you know the audio. Um, games like like Mario sixty four has replay value. Like I would go back and play that game. I was gonna say that too when you were like, "Have you played Odyssey?" I was like, "No, but I played Mario sixty four yeah. <laughs> again and again and again." Then you know what you're talking about. Yeah. That's about it. So I with this new one, like it was good, but. The replay value for me for this game wasn't as high as a game like Mario 64. Mm. And I I'm I was speculating that's possibly because there's way more collectibles. Yeah. And like I go for 100% completion, so like I play levels until I hate them. <laughs> like I that first level with the dinosaur, like I played that level for like oh 5 hours straight and I was just like I hate this level, get me out of here oh, right man. now. And then every level was like that, so uh yeah <laughs> that frustrates me with games too where like i like beating it on the hardest difficulty and then going back and playing on it easier to do the collectibles right but these games where you beat on the hardest difficulty and it's like you've unlocked the next hardest difficulty i'm like just give me the hardest difficulty so i can get rid of it and then go back and do the collectibles yeah i like hard but there's problems now where games i like dark souls and stuff mm. like that can't remember what the mode's called, but it's permadeath. Yeah, yeah. Where you die and you're dead. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Divinity has one of those where if your whole team dies, then that's you get one save file. So if your whole team dies, I think you can go back to that save file once. And then if you die again, it deletes the save file. Could you imagine doing that with like a Mario game? Like a, an eight-year-old kid like playing the game, like thinking he's like God. Yeah. And then he dies and then it's like, Oh, you have to start over. Yeah. Can you imagine that temper tantrum? This is reality. This just in. Nintendo Switch sales have plummeted. <laughs> and child deaths have skyrocketed. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Mario was really good. I, I enjoyed it. But like I said, with Mario 64, there was only 120 stars. Each level had six stars plus the 100 coin star. Yeah. So, like, you didn't hate the levels. You're mm -hmm. like, all right, cool. I'm done. Next level. Mm -hmm. Right. But this one, it's like there's some of them had like a hundred moons and you're like, oh, my God. Like I think, too, uh, this might be a little different, but playing the original Mario, um, some of the, the music and the feeling you that was like the first time getting that that 3D Mario feeling where in the new games, it's the same as Mario, like um, Super Mario Galaxy is kind of like super mario 64 or mario 64 but on for wii i feel like just that 
reliving that first time experience is really cool you know yeah I mean, I could be totally biased because that was the first game I got for my 64 was Mario 64. Mm. So Mine was uh, Donkey Kong Country. Oh, no, sorry, not Donkey Kong. DK64. Donkey Kong 64. Yeah, we talked about that yeah, a lot. That was uh, mine you guys talked about it last time? Yeah. yeah it was, oh, man. We'll, have to well, bring we, you, we, uh, we'll bring you back for like an N64 only podcast. Well, That'll yeah, be fun. I would be so down for that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you some stupid N64 decisions I made as a child. I, I want to tell you this this story to the audience and to you right now about I think I told you this when we were working together a couple years ago but DK64 I downloaded it on my Wii U I'm like yeah this game is going to be awesome to play not trying to track down a freaking expansion pack for your 64 and all yeah. that right so I started playing it and I'm like okay hey, this this game made the Guinness Book of World Records like 2008 or whatever it was for having the most collectibles in a game so I'm like, okay, I'm going to get all the collectibles and like, we're going to, I'm going to hundred percent this guy. So I go and so I'm getting every banana, I'm getting all the coins, all the, all the everything, right. And all the fairy pictures and Those everything. fairy pictures. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, so then I, um, there was one banana when I got it, it glitched. It was on that big castle world. Yeah. The one where you're in his crown. No, no. It's, uh, the one where. It's a big castle, and you basically like scale the outside. That's yeah, that's in his crown. Is that you in actually his crown? like launch yourself up, and that castle is on the crown of yeah. the ship. Oh. Sorry, that's just a thing because I love the game obsess, but that's that's Anyways, a cool level. So it was on that level, and it was one of Lanky Kong's bananas, and I had to get his power up and like quickly hand stamp through this maze, and then get to this acid in the garden? pool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now I'm swinging across. I have to swing across these. Um, uh vines to get to this banana so what happened is i swung across the vines got the banana and he did his like victory animation or whatever he stayed put in the middle of the screen like he was in suspended in midair the banana started (laughs) floating like directly up and it went off screen and i'm like what the hell's going on and then i didn't get the banana and i'm like what is going on so I'm like, maybe the game glitched out, whatever, I'll reset the game. So I reset the game, it came back, and then every time I went back to that area, it would play that, oh, banana, that's, see, but the banana wasn't there, it was gone. And you wouldn't count getting it? And it it? would not count it towards my final. So I got every collectible in that game except that one banana. So I couldn't go get, like, the 201st banana because of that. I was so mad. That's so ridiculous. (laughs) I wonder if I say it again. Yeah, I wonder if I save that file to file two and try to get that, if that would fix that. Cause sometimes. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Give that a shot. Because I, I want to see that for all of us, just getting that. I wish I could have recorded that. Like, oh. It was, like, ridiculous. Mm. Uh, going back to Mario, though, mm. uh, what do you guys think, like, New Donk City? Uh, I don't like it. Yeah, it's you... kind of weird. It was yeah. just a change to Mario, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it makes Mario look like a freak. Yeah. This, yeah. like, tiny little strangely dressed person. Actually, yeah. I consider him, when you're playing that level, he's more like a gnome. Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, uh, slowly running out of time here. But uh, so, our number two pick was Assassin's Creed Origins. Now, for me, it took me a while to get into the game because when it first started, it, it was kind of boring. It's a very slow start. Yeah. Uh, you think you have to get to the first main city? I can't remember. Well, the, the first, yeah. the prologue, yeah, was um, fine. I mean, I I anticipated it wouldn't be that exciting because it's the prologue, but uh, even the first part of Act One, I was like, Meh. and then I saw the thing that really motivated me to do the game is in the far far distance. I saw the pyramids. I'm like, I want to go there. Yeah, and that just started the whole thing. Mm. So, I. The first Assassin's Creed game I played was two, and I played a good chunk of it, but it was like so long that it like wore me down. So I was like, I'm going to go back and play one. So I played all through one. I played all through two, a little bit of three. I played a good chunk of four, and then I kind of pittered out with it. Like it's tough to keep up with the series. So because of its massive size. Yeah, I, I found Assassin's Creed Origins. I thought it was big just doing like the first couple regions. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to zoom out of the map. Zoom, zoom, zoom. Oh, my God. What did I get <laughs> myself into? But loving every second of it. Yeah, it was a great game. I, mm. Like it did have a slow pace to it at the beginning. Um, once you get it more into the main stories, you meet his wife and stuff like that. It gets going. Mm, they get great storytelling in the games. 
Mm. Yeah, um, I didn't like playing as her though. No, that was because very slow and just it wasn't fun. I hated fighting like that one final boss as her. You're like, well, I've like farmed hard for all these good weapons and stuff, and then now I get like the crappiest bow and sword. Yeah. I love how this is our top two, but we're dissing on it the most. I think it shows that we we really love it. You know, you gotta you gotta critique it because of how much every you game's love it. gonna have problems. Yeah, but Assassin's Creed had great moments too. Mm. It yeah. looks fantastic. I mean, like yeah. everything about it, and um, I I really like um, wildlife aspect of things. So I love that there was like crocodiles in the mm-hmm. Nile River, and that was hippos. Yeah, hip, yeah, you know, like the 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 animals that they added in it were really cool. I feel like it adds another element of exploration. You know, like seeing it in its the creature in its environment. You know, it is yeah. it's more than just like go here, kill this guy, go here, climb this building, but like go on this boat and uh, like ride your horse around the pyramids, like you said. Like adding stuff like that is so cool, and it like really brings stuff to life. Um, I really liked the story of that whole game. Like it was. It had purpose and it made you want to contribute to the final result. So, like, you had to go kill the like crocodile and the scorpion or whoever. But so you went there, but obviously you got distracted along the way. Like, oh, what's this question mark on the map, mm-hmm. right? But uh, ultimately, you wanted to finish the story. Imagine if that was real life. They'd be like, "This is your target." And you're like, "I'm gonna go kill him, but first, I'm gonna go save this village and climb this pyramid." And <laughs> I think that's fun. Yeah, they didn't really cover that in the Assassin's Creed movie, did they? I was gonna bring that up. <laughs> I was gonna say, how do you think there are? How do you feel about them making uh, the second one? What do you mean the second one? They're, They're making, making another, another one? one. They are. Yeah. Okay. Well, well as because... much as the first one was critically panned <laughs> and they hated it, <laughs> mm. I liked it. Mm. It was critically disliked in North America. Yeah, but I. Th- think like europe and asia really mm-hmm. enjoyed it you know they took it with yeah. much more harumph than it was North an interesting America. take on the animus that oh, looks yeah, very yeah. painful yeah it did mm. yeah oh speaking of the animus i could give less of a crap about that dude that woman that goes in the animus like they're like trying to get you involved in this extra story of like modern day and then they don't really expand on it i think um ubisoft they really like to um like if you just die over and over again they don't really like that they want to give a reason to it you know so like in the old prince of persia games when you were playing it would they would be like telling a story so when you died the narrator was like no 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 that's not how the story went and then it would take you back to your save point so i think the animus kind of gives a reason like when you keep dying it, it has an excuse for why you keep going afterwards. Okay. Yep. I don't think that's the whole reason they had it in, but they Ubisoft likes to do stuff right. like that. Mm. The, oh, yeah, that's nice. That's yeah. nice how they do that, yeah, rather than just completely... Yeah, if that makes it any better, I mean, it's still kind of like, I agree, I want to play in the world where you're the assassin and running yeah. around. I don't really like There's the... just that moment of disconnection, like from the prologue in Act 1, where you go from Siwa to wherever wherever the hell yeah, you I go and then you're like so i'm level five and i just crossed a level 35 and 40 area like where's that story yeah uh. <laughs> you're right so all I right d- um i think that's enough for assassin's creed really good game i really enjoyed it yeah. um i'm even interested in the dlc honestly um yeah i gotta get into it a bit more i beat the game the dlc interests me it's just so many games so little time yeah um i did get all the viewpoints and i got all the circle the stone circles but other than that i don't feel like getting every single question mark on the map doesn't really you're not gonna 100 percent that no <laughs> but i explored the whole map which was huge mm. so anyways moving on speaking of huge more. maps zelda Huge map. Gigantic map, Zelda. Oh, yeah. Zelda. Yeah. What can we not say about Zelda and try to keep this to like a one hour podcast? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> We're going to have to do a new one. Tune in next second for yeah. the yeah. one hour Zelda yeah. podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, Zelda was good. Um, like I said in a previous podcast, I basically just shut out every bit of media about Zelda other than the release trailer, which like. Oh, <laughs> so stoked. 
Uh, yeah, and the, the game was everything I wanted, pretty much. Yeah, when I when you step out of that cave at the beginning, and you're just like in the world, I was. It was amazing. It was the best feeling. I knew I was in for a, the ride of my life. Yeah, yeah. Like when you meet, uh, what was it, the hermit, and he turns out to be like the the king. Yeah, yeah. That was just like, oh wow. Throwing twists and tugging on our heartstrings, Zelda. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, and same thing with as, as Assassin's Creed. The story was, like, really driving the bus for me, mm. you know? Like, and, and since I didn't know absolutely anything about Hyrule, I'm like, I'm really interested in finding out what happened and mm. who's Link, who Link is and who Zelda is and who all the champions were. So, like, I was really motivated to finish the whole game. Mm. I actually have a friend of mine who I grew up, I didn't really grow up with him, but I worked with him for a few years. He became a good friend. He used to play video games professionally as well. He's not the guy that you're having on as your guest, but he was so invested in the Legend of Zelda world. He had all the lore books and stuff, and he kind of gave me a breakdown how um, every Link is different and every Zelda is different. It's like every few years, darkness rises and the, the, the fairy boy has to come and stop the darkness. Yeah. I thought that was cool that it's like generations apart is each link but it's the same story relived every few generations which, which is why i like skyward sword did you play that one yeah, yeah 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 i like skyward sword because it's the origin story and it basically breaks that down um where the goddess hylia uh shredded her her um immortality to basically become immortal so she can use the triforce and then it just created this endless loop where there's always going to be uh, a princess who's who has the goddess's blood mm-hmm. and the hero and and uh, the descendant of demise. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was a really, really good story, and that's why I like the game so much. I don't care how much flack it gets. Yeah, I think the big flack is the... Motion uh, controls. Really. The motion controls? I think it was the, the weapon degrading, the way your weapons break. Oh, oh we're back to, to um, Breath of the Wild. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, I, I didn't mean to jump no, I was back talking, so much. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh yeah. You for totally the motion threw control, me for a loop there. For, for the motion control of uh, Skyward Sword, and um, well, I played Twilight Princess when I was a kid when it came out, so I was like digging the motion control. I'm like oh, yeah. waving the Wii remote around as a kid, being like, "I'm Link." You know, I thought that was a good time. <laughs> but yeah, as an adult, I like to sit down and play games. Yeah. All right, but uh, back to Breath of the Wild, as back you were to about to say something, so continue. Uh, oh, weapon degrading. When you like find this awesome weapon and you want to equip it and look really cool, and then it just shatters after a few bits. I I don't mind. Like I, I got over it pretty quick, but the thing I was worried about was uh, the weapons. Like, So you lose this really cool weapon you like. Could you be able to get it again? Or would they run out of weapons? Do weapons like regenerate? You know, like once you open a chest and get that weapon, once it's gone, it's gone. And that messes with my OCD of, like you said, collecting things. I was like, yeah. no, I, I can't use this weapon because I it's got to still be there. No, the worst is the Hylian shield. Because when you first find it, you're like, yes, please. Yeah. Like, equip, yeah. yeah. And it's like super durable. And I use that for probably 30 hours. And then I just wanted to like ride down this one hillside on my shield and it broke and i was like that's how you break it after all this i couldn't even ride down hills on my shield because i didn't want them to break oh really so that's they almost needed to give you like a shield that was meant for that you know like you just like a shield that sucks at blocking attacks but is really good for just a switch out shield like you press a yeah, button yeah. and it's like, oh, here's a wooden shield for you to slide down this hill. Yeah. But you almost need like a sled because the wooden shield wouldn't last for very long. You almost need like equip the shed that you can, or sled, <laughs> I mean, that you can throw down and ride on. Something. Yeah. We mentioned this uh, in a previous podcast, but what did you think about the 900 Korok seeds? Uh, I think I collected like 70 of them and I went after them too. So 900 is insane. I'm like looking at the map. I'm like, how can you even fit? I mean, the map's huge. I can see how you could fit 900, but yeah, that was rough. Yeah. And we mentioned, what, yeah. Do you know what you get at the end? What's that? Do you know what you get as a result? For getting... collecting all 900? No. Oh boy. Oh boy. What do we say here? Like, <laughs> I, this is, like, being... The look on your face is going to be interesting. Are, are we, I, are we I doing spoilers we for everybody who wants oh, yeah. to? Oh, no one's going to get 900 after they hear this. No. Okay. 
I'm being 100% serious. You get a golden steaming pile of golden poo. I'm not even joking. Look it up right now. You get a golden, like, it's a three-coiler, like, golden pile of poo. I'm not kidding. The look on your face tells it all. What? Who poops it out? <laughs> who does the, the guy who eats them all or put him in his his uh tam what are those things? Those maracas? He just take a dump and he's like, here you go. No, I, well, thanks, I, Link. Let's not try to talk about who like, you know, dumped who it out. Dumped it <laughs> out. Yeah. That's that's rough. Yeah. So, but we were joking last week and we're like, this is the biggest troll Nintendo's ever done. But yeah, watch they'll release some DLC where it's like, insert your golden pile of poo here and you get some golden great armor. Like, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> That's rough. Golden poop. The other thing I think about is because you use those seeds to unlock weapon slots and shield yeah. slots and bow slots and stuff. The farther in the game you get, the less and less stuff there is to collect so i mean it's like you don't need all that space later on you well, know how many is it is it 200 or 400 no it was like 428 or something to max after out that it's not even worth it no unless you want that golden pile of shit i was like it's probably not even worth it before that point yeah mm. <laughs> yikes all right so we like to keep our podcast to like 40 ish minutes and we obviously did not achieve that so Sorry. i thank you very much for sticking with us for the entire duration of the podcast all right and thanks again cole for joining us yeah thank you so much if uh, any of the listeners are interesting uh, i have my own podcast called the okay show around so you guys can check that out on uh, we're on YouTube right now. You can just uh, YouTube the OK Show around. It's a little bit more mature content. So if you don't like uh, a little bit more um, risque stuff, it's not for you. But if you like that, check it out. Thanks for listening to the VGN podcast. Let us know your thoughts on our website at videogamesnow.ca. And from there, you can find our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Google+. Or whatever you are into these days. Also, don't forget to check us out on Patreon, where your donations will net you some sweet benefits, such as earlier access to our video and podcast episodes, behind the scene videos, bloopers, and exclusive content, and more. And the question of the week for this week on our social media pages will be Which game was your favorite of 2017? We'll give the links again to our social media pages on our website, videogamesnow.ca. See you all on the next one. 